We're going to pray here again, as usual, as I pray before the homily. And uh, just ask the Lord to speak. It's, again, certainly a really interesting circumstance that we're in. One thing that the Lord has has really laid upon my heart, and I can tell you that personally, you know, just my heart has not been settled 24-7. <laughs> but when, when, I, when, I, when I do quiet and allow the Lord to speak, I, He is just so present. So present to us and And whether we can feel that or not, the Lord just wants us to know that that He is with us. So tonight, in the imperfect situation in which we're celebrating this very sacred and holy night, the Lord is with you. He is with you. Even if right now, someone in your apartment or your kid is throwing something across the room, like the the Lord is with you. He's with you. So let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, we give you permission to do whatever you desire to do. Lord, tonight and all nights and every day, make our minds and hearts and souls fertile soil for your gospel that your word may bear great and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us, Lord. Reveal to us the face of the Father. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you realize what I have done for you? Can you imagine being there at the Last Supper? And we've just had this exchange between Jesus and Peter where Jesus is is coming to to wash his feet, right? And Simon is like, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Because Simon knows his sinfulness. He knows he's unworthy. From the very beginning, we go back to when he was fishing and Jesus got into his boat. And he said, cast off, put out into the deep, lower your nets for a catch. And Simon begrudgingly did so because he had fished all night and caught nothing. And then he he brought in a miraculous catch. And at that moment, he knew, again, he he had already encountered Jesus. There was something that he knew that there was something more in this man, the way he looked, the way he spoke the way he loved. But in this this moment of this miraculous catch, there was an awareness, a deeper awareness of who Jesus was. And so Peter gets on his knees. Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. 
the confession of his sin. And Jesus says, from now on, you will be catching men. Peter left everything and followed him. And this is three years into this journey, and again at this moment, so there's, there's a greater knowledge of who Jesus is. There's a greater intimacy with him. Peter has a greater knowledge of his own sinfulness as, as well as the Lord loving him in that. Is it perfect? No. But it's deeper. And so as Jesus is washing the feet of the other apostles, and he gets to Peter, and Peter's like, no, me? Like, Lord, you, Peter, you know me. And this beautiful exchange where Jesus is like, you don't understand now, but you will understand later. And so, to be honest, I, like many times I read scripture, I kind of laughed at Jesus' question there at the end. After he's finished washing their feet, he's like, do you understand what I've done for you? Like, uh, you just told them that they didn't, and they wouldn't. <laughs> But maybe in the last few minutes, they figured it out. Christ, then it begins to explain to them, what I have done for you, then you should also do. And the Lord, we're invited to apply this not only to the washing of the feet, but to the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood. And all of these are intimately connected. They're intimately connected. And Jesus, or in this moment, like he's asking them the question is not, not only do you realize that I've washed your feet, that I have put myself in the place of a servant and entered into the dirtiest aspect of your life, and that I've, I've served you with tangible, corporal love. Tangible, visceral, corporal love. But he's also asking the question like, do you realize that on the same night, in the same Passover meal that he's celebrating with them, that he transforms into the new Passover, do you realize that, that I have just ordained you as priest? Do you realize that when I say, when I say, which the priest says at every single Mass, this is my body. This is my blood. Do you realize the gift that I am giving to you? The gift of his passion, which begins, it begins here at the Last Supper. And, and we're going to move through the whole Triduum together. We're going to move through into the Garden of Gethsemane. We're going to move into him being arrested and walking the Via Dolorosa and being crucified and being buried and then rising again on the third day. Do you realize that I am the new lamb? That I am the one who is, who is like this servant, right? I'm offering my life to and for you. Can you see that? Do you realize what I have done for you? This is the question for us. As you... You know, as you long to be here present, and as I long for you to be here present, could we pray for the grace, the grace that the Lord longs to give to realize 
what he has done, and what this gift is. It is Christ and him crucified and risen for the sake of our salvation. That in our sin, do not deserve him to wash our feet. Do not deserve him to give himself to us in the Holy Eucharist. But he chooses love. And he chooses it. Do you realize what I have done for you? What he has done for us is he has loved us. Brothers and sisters, the longer I'm a priest, the longer that I am convinced that this is, this is the only thing we need to know and to understand. And everything unfolds from this reality. That freedom and salvation and sanctity and living a life of Christ, of living in the freedom of sons and daughters of the Father, that it, it all rests, it all rests, it all rests in receiving the love of the Father through Christ and in the Holy Spirit. That this is what we, we're talking about, spiritual communion. And many of you are probably like, I'm tired of hearing about spiritual communion. With spiritual communion, because holy communion, that we receive the most holy Eucharist, that we're, we're taking the Lord in. But it is not meant to, communion is not meant to be just there. That is the pinnacle of it on this side of heaven. But communion is about allowing the Holy Trinity to enter into the very fiber of our being in the depths of our souls and living there every aspect and every moment of our life. This prayer, this continual intimate relationship with the Father in Christ and through the Spirit. And this is really just about love. A word that is cheap today word that we so misunderstand, but it is the thing and the reality that the human heart longs for more than anything else. More than anything else. You know, I've had the great privilege, I've had the great privilege in these moments and in these times to, to sit, I say, in the confessional. I'm in the activity center with a chair six feet away from me. People coming consistently. And the one thing that moves hearts more than anything else, like the, in terms of words, is just the Lord loves you. The Lord loves us. I'm going to read this quote. You've probably heard it many times from John Paul II, from one of his encyclicals, Redemptoris Hominem, the Redeemer of Man. He says, man cannot live without love. He cannot live without it. 
He remains a being that is incomprehensible for himself. His life is senseless. If love is not revealed to him, if he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own, if he does not participate intimately in it, that we cannot live without it. If we have not encountered love, if we have not participated intimately in it, if we have not experienced the reality of it, and it is in our hearts long for the infinite love, which is God himself. And, and so I pray, I pray that tonight, just for the grace of us to begin to feel more deeply the ache for love, and it is good and is beautiful. And to be aware, and whether you feel it or not, right? Because the, uh, it is not based on a feeling. It's based on the reality. It's based on the reality of the passion of Jesus Christ, God incarnate, offering his life for us. Do you realize what I've done for you? The truth of God giving his life for us that we would be more aware of that, that we would believe that, that we would have more faith, that we would choose to anchor our life in that reality more deeply. Now we would ask from God, Lord, help me to understand this. Lord, help me to encounter you this way. And that our faith would not be something that, that including me, like take for granted or going through the motions but that there's a depth, there's a depth of knowing. There's a depth of knowing in our soul. We cannot live without love. That life is incomprehensible unless we encounter it and enter intimately into it. And brothers and sisters, the Lord desires this to happen in every aspect of your life. I really believe that a grace that God wants to give now, again, I want to say that people ask, like, why is God allowing this? I don't know the mind of God. But I know that he always wants to bring us in deeper intimacy with him, that he always wants to bring us to salvation, to sanctification. And so he's using this moment just like Three months ago, he was using those moments to draw us in. When he wants to draw us in, it's to this encounter. And, and, and like in Bethlehem, where it was not cute, where it was not all pretty, where it was the mess of life, like on the cross, where it was not cute and not all pretty, like when he's washing their feet and it's not cute and not all pretty, like that our eyes could be open to see and to experience and to encounter love in these moments. And this is when life changes. And when he asks of us for that, to love one another as I love you. You've seen me, you've experienced me washing your feet. Now go. Live this reality in life. The Eucharist is not something just to be received, but to be lived. 
The Eucharist is not just something to be received, but to live. To receive the Eucharist is to be a foot washer. A people of, of the water and towel. And so, on a practical level, as we're experiencing these days, I invite you to pray with this passage, to pray with this scripture passage, and to pray for the grace, for a deeper awareness of the Paschal mystery of like why and how the Lord has died for us and who he is and what he's done. And then from that, for us to move tangibly and to love. And you know what? I've talked to a number of people, and they're like, Father, man, I love my family. I like being around them. I wish I was not around them as much as I am right now, right? It doesn't bring out my best self always. The family is a school of love, and sometimes school is hard. But it's a school of learning to forgive, to be patient, to be kind, and not to be jealous or boastful. To be people who wash each other's feet. So in these days, in these moments, let's pray for the grace. Do you realize what I've done for you? This is my body given up for you. And then to live our life as spouses, as mothers, as fathers, as sons, as daughters, as friends, as priests, living my life, living your life in the very tangible, practical, messy ways of life. And, and to say to others by our action, this is my body. You know, I, I, I want to, to go watch this, this thing on YouTube or whatever, but, but I'm going to sit here and listen to you and be present to you. This is my body given up for you. Practical, tangible way. Living the love that we have received. Do you realize what I have done for you? Lord Jesus, give us the grace to be aware that you love us with a perfect love that we do not deserve. And help us, Lord, to rejoice in that. To rejoice in it. To be free. To love others with the same love you have given us. Do you realize what I've done for you? You call me teacher and master and rightfully so for indeed I am. If I therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, if I therefore, the master and teacher, have given my body for you, you ought to wash one another's feet. You should give your body and your life to others. I've given you a model to follow so that as I have done for you, you should also do.